How scary is that moment when your child breaks out in a rash, a fever or illness? Well, today's guest has you covered so that you know your stuff before it happens. Hello, I'm Alex Tricolo. I'm a mum of three and I'm a really passionate speech pathologist. I've helped countless children to say their first words and learn to speak clearly. And I'm quite passionate about giving parents the peace of mind that their kids are on the right path. And that's really where the birth of this podcast came about. I really want to help parents to learn more from passionate mums who know their stuff in a variety of different fields. Welcome to the Mama Learn podcast. Subscribe now so that you don't miss an episode. This is a little ad to tell you about my 100 Club. It's my membership where I want to help you to help your children to say their first 100 words and beyond. You'll get weekly tips, strategies, activities, and ideas, plus a good dose of speech pathology information on top of that. And I have a really special deal if you're a podcast listener. Go head over to www.alextricolo.com forward slash love and you can get the first month of the 100 Club free. Today I'm talking to Penny from Sick Happens and she's a registered nurse in the business of providing parents with all the info on child health. Her business just had its first birthday and at time of recording, she has just released a fantastic immunity collection digital download and an awesome medicine tracker fridge magnet to track doses of ibuprofen and paracetamol. Phew, no more trying to remember in your sleep deprived state or on scribble bits of paper what medicines you've given your child and how much and when. Penny doesn't mention it in the episode, but I had to tell you because it's so cool. Go and check it out after the episode. Mamas, let's learn. Hi, Penny. Thank you so much for joining me. No worries. Thank you for having me. I always love to have a good chat on a podcast. Yes, and I hope that's what this is like. We're just having a chat so that we can find out more about kids and health. Um, and I followed you for a long time and I've really clicked with you on Instagram because you just have such a real mum perspective on life and health and tying those two together so beautifully. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about you? Yeah, well, I am a mum of two. I have two little boys that have just turned five and just turned three. Um, But I'm also a paediatric registered nurse. So I've been nursing for over 10 years. And I also have my master's of nursing. And I've always done paediatrics. But it wasn't until I became a mum that my mind really did that big flip And I flipped from obsessing over the little kids and, you know, really getting to know them and playing games to looking at that poor mom or dad sitting at the bedside thinking, there is so much going on for you right now. It is not just this sick child here in the room. It is 
other kids at home, taking time off work, um, not having had a shower, not sleeping. They probably have been sick for weeks before they've come into hospital. Like, there's just so much that goes on for parents. And that's sort of where my, where my passion came about. And that's why I started this company, Stick Happens, was to try and provide that preemptive ongoing education about the inevitable sicknesses in kids. Mm. So we get so much education about labor and mm. there's lots of first aid courses and but it's the fever, the gastro, the coughs and colds, all those sorts of things that I would love to just give that information to parents just to prep them for the inevitable so that when it does happen, it's not as scary or confusing that yeah so they're just ready to go and know what they're going to do so yeah that's sort of where I came from and why I'm doing what I'm doing yeah and I love that because it really resonated with me when I um, reflected back on when my son was six weeks old and got gastro and our whole family had had gastro and knew how bad it was and then seeing a six-week-old get it is Ooh, terrifying breaking. Yeah. <laughs> and thank god for health direct where you can just call them and they can give you advice and tell you to just go to hospital <laughs> yeah but i like how do you so obviously you're providing information to parents that they can read prior to their child ever getting these kinds of things and have just a bit of background information. But how do we help um, parents to make that information stick, if you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I think consistency and just refreshing yourself. So mm -hmm. the more that you can approach learning with sort of that curiosity the better. So rather than trying to learn things out of fear or panic and being like, oh my gosh, I've got to know this. It's sort of like, mm. like approaching it like you're about to sit a test. You just, you don't absorb it. You don't remember it. And then when it does actually happen, you're so panicked about everything that it just disappears anyway. So if you can really approach learning with curiosity and just for... I don't know, learning about sicknesses in kids isn't exactly fun, but just, yeah, just sort of take it easy, go easy on yourself and just do learn as much as you possibly can. That's yeah. what's going to really help you really lock it down and be able to, to draw on it if something did happen. Yeah. And it's funny how sometimes in the moment those, even if you can't remember it, sometimes when in the moment it seems to come back to you, do you find that as well? Yeah, I do. But I, I don't know if that's just from my background in emergency or if it's, if I would have had it beforehand. I don't know. Like, I feel like when things are really serious, I'm crystal clear and I'm like, right, really yes. quite methodical. But I feel like it's the times when the kids like, are they sick? Aren't they sick? I don't know that I get really hazy. And I just look at my husband. And I'm like, what should I do? Yes. <laughs> I'm like, yes. It, so it happens even for us with all of this knowledge and experience, like you're going to have those confusing times and yeah, it's nice to be able to chat to someone else about it. Yeah. Those stress hormones just I know. all logical thought. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, so the other thing I really loved uh, learning more about is um, helping parents to advocate for their children especially at times when they are seeing a health professional and they just have a gut feeling that something isn't right. What's your yeah. take on that? 
Oh gosh, it is so important. I talk about it heaps on my page because I feel like sometimes the whole term of advocating for your child can be misinterpreted as being abrasive or argumentative or Mm -hmm. refusing treatment when it's just, it's not at all. It's just Mm -hmm. being your child's voice or asking for more information or a deeper explanation or just asking for an explanation done in a different way. Mm -hmm. So many times health professionals will assume a parent knows what they're talking about because they're smile and nodding mm-hmm. um, or they don't realize that they've forgotten to come right back to basics because of that assumed level of knowledge so you having that gut instinct that something is wrong could be because they haven't explained things properly and they you don't feel like your thoughts and ideas have been validated or acknowledged mm-hmm. or they could be brushing over things without you going, no, but this is really not normal for my child. Mm. So I always say that to parents to say that, you know, your child best and you know, when something's off, even if you don't know why or what it is, like parents aren't there to diagnose, but they're there to advocate for their little one to say, no, I really don't think you're hearing me. Can you check this again or even just getting a second opinion like you can go to someone else if you feel like you're not being heard or they're taking the time to talk to you like yeah definitely that that is advocating for your child it's been like right no I'm not happy here I'm going to seek someone else that's going to explain things differently or more in depth or tell me where to go to learn more about this because GP appointments are short, you know, they're really speedy. So they often, they don't have the time to give you a really in-depth education session, but good GPs and health professionals will tell you where to look for that information. So Mm. yeah, definitely speak up and gut instinct is so, so real and so Mm. important. Like trust yourself totally. And I think as mums, we get so many opinions as well. So then we're torn between what our gut is telling us is right and what other people are telling us we should be doing or saying or um, what we should be, you know, giving our child. Um, Yeah. So then that guilt kind of settles in as well that you're trusting your gut, but then that's, you're being told that's wrong. Yeah, absolutely. And then you're just constantly comparing as well. And it's natural mm-hmm. for parents to want to do everything right. Mm-hmm. And so, something will go wrong that's not necessarily wrong, but then you have so much guilt over it being wrong and not being perfect. It's like parenthood is messy. It is yes. so unpredictable and messy that that is normal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, yeah. Because I, I certainly, with my first, being in hospital when I'd had her, um, almost every midwife that came in gave me a different piece of advice and I didn't know what was right <laughs> in inverted commas <laughs> um, yeah. and listened to everybody and got extremely overwhelmed and I, I'm very a people pleaser like I wanted to do yeah. for everybody but it just wasn't right for me and for my child um, but then second and third time around, I was so much more assertive um, yeah. in that process. And yeah, absolutely. More, more assertive with 
well-meaning family and friends who would tell me how I might something that might be better that I should be doing but I was pretty more confident Mm, yeah yeah I talk about that a bit on my page as well about why health professionals have so many different differing opinions like Mm. surely if there's you know strong evidence for something surely we'd all be doing it the same and Mm. the thing with kids is that there's often quite a number of ways to do things and we think we're doing the right thing by going in and saying oh do this and do this but yeah it just confuses parents Mm. so if if that does happen because it will it 100% will I often say to parents to just say oh I've been doing this and it's working for me or it's not working um say should I be changing this or is that okay and often they'll be like oh yeah no that's fine definitely do it that way whereas that midwife or that nurse or GP is just trying to offer another, not even realizing that it's a different opinion. They're just trying mm. to offer that help when actually it's confusing you more. So that's, that's a perfect example of advocating for yourself and your child, but mm. saying, I'm happy with this. It's like, is yes. that okay? Is that, like, I think that's really uh, good to that's, speak up and be like, mm. that's so true. And that's probably exactly how I worded it. I think because I was more assertive, I would say I am doing this what yep. do you think not I don't know what I'm doing tell me what yes. to do <laughs> yeah that yep. different language yeah. Mm. Mm. yeah totally um so slight change of topic um as a parent who's been to a taken my child to a hospital and been through the triage system can you talk us through a little bit more about what triage is and what it involves from your perspective Yeah, absolutely. So triage is quite literally a priority sorting system. Mm -hmm. So you have really experienced triage nurses that you'll see as soon as you come into an emergency department with your child. And that's the same as if you come in by ambulance as well. You still get Mm -hmm. exactly the same triage system. It just might be in a different location. So what usually happens is that triage nurse will do... Um, ask you what your child's come in for, ask a couple of background questions, and that's really just to sift through, does does your child have a significant underlying medical condition? Um, They do a really quick assessment, like physical assessment, to look for any signs of troubled breathing or concerning symptoms of illness. And then what they're doing is assigning your child a triage category. And so there, there's five different categories and they're all based on um, order of importance and the time that your child should be seen. And I'll do the air quotes oh, on that yes. one too. You should be seen because yeah. off, like obviously if your child's critically unwell, there's no hesitation in getting your child seen really mm-hmm. quickly. It's the ones that are sick but can wait Mm -hmm. that's when it gets really murky and really frustrating because you're like no I know my child is sick and emergency staff will totally agree with you but they're not so sick that they can't wait and it could I'm so frustratingly it can be hours Mm -hmm. um and that you do need to be there it's just there's the sheer volume of kids in the same position as Mm -hmm. your little one makes it really tricky so it's really just trying to get, yeah, that priority system from sickness as opposed to order of arrival, really. Yeah, and that makes sense. Um, and at least you're in the right place if 
anything changes in your child's absolutely and a hundred percent speak up if your child if you're in that waiting room and you've been told yep we'll call you when it's your turn if anything changes in that waiting room definitely come back like our the nursing staff want to be told like there's usually someone that's in charge of the waiting room but you can imagine there's one nurse and so Mm -hmm. many kids Mm -hmm. um yes if anything changes you come up and you say can you please just check on my little one again they will be more than happy because we don't want kids to to deteriorate in a waiting room like no one wants that so yeah definitely come back and ask for a reassessment that's no problems at all yeah okay interesting because it is like such a stressful time and when you kind of rush to the hospital and then like that down time of sitting down and waiting can be such a huge um, contrast I guess yeah and that actually that's that is pretty much where my idea for this business came about was when I was working in emergency because you either had parents that had come in with an illness that didn't need to be an emergency, but they were just so terrified and didn't know. So I wanted so desperately to sit down with them and talk to them about these inevitable bouts of sickness, but there was no time. Mm. Or then you've got the other kids that do need to be there and mum and dad might get really angry saying, like, what are you doing? Like, my child is sick and you want that, again, you want that time to be able to sit down with them and explain and communicate effectively and educate them and reassure them that they're doing the right thing. But system, the system is totally out of our control. But mm. again, there's often no time to even do that. So it's just, yeah, it's that reassurance and education that I'm just so passionate about in giving parents to know that you're not doing anything wrong like yeah just I'd love to be able to just tell them all more yeah 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 just having more knowledge can make such a big difference because yeah obviously like the story I told you about my kids having gastro I didn't take my at the time one and two year old to the hospital because they were older and I knew I could manage it but if they, they were younger than three months it was essentially go to hospital so that at least we can check in and make sure where are they at right now just in case they deteriorate over time so yeah absolutely um, yeah but with that knowledge that I had about gastro I knew I didn't have to with my older kids yeah yeah Um, I'm just interrupting this episode to let you know that I hang out on Instagram And mama, you can learn something new about your child's speech and language for free just by following me. My handle is at speech with Alex Tricolo. And while you're there, if you've got questions, just send me a DM. Let's get back to the episode. Another little conversation change, but we are in the midst of cold and flu season and currently uh, around Australia and around the world in the middle of the COVID pandemic. Um, Luckily for us over here in Perth, we have hopefully come out the other side and we are now not, don't have as many restrictions on us. Um, How is it for you where you are, Penny? Well, I'm in New South Wales, so it's getting heated again very quickly. Mm -hmm. I'm actually somewhat concerned and we've started limiting our adventures outside where our numbers are just going up again and I I fear that we're following Victoria 
Um, so just trying to be really careful with our, yeah, everything to try and prevent this spread. Mm, yes. Um, but I think if we just take it back to colds and flus, um, are there some myths that fly around about cold and flus in general that you hear that parents talk say or talk about? Yeah, absolutely. And I think because it's so, like the whole cold and flu topic is so broad and it can mm -hmm. be quite vague as well. Um, like it's encompassing so many different viral illnesses and influenza is actually mm -hmm. different to a common cold. So mm -hmm. I think I think the biggest thing is just around the whole immune system mm. and immunity. So I don't, I have a very love hate relationship with marketing. So marketing is they're brilliant at what they do, but I fear that they pry so much on our vulnerable populations like parents where mm. you're marketed certain products to boost a child's immune system. And you're a good parent if you, give your children these extra supplements or these mm. extra gummies and things like that because you know every parent wants to do the right thing so yeah. that's my biggest bugbear with colds and flus is that you actually can't boost a child's immune system mm -hmm. that way the only way you can really boost a child's immune system is if they're getting unwell naturally or with vaccinations because that is actually getting their immune cells to recognize that illness, develop antibodies and then memory cells to fight it off again mm -hmm. next time. Mm -hmm. um, so of course, nutrition is incredibly important. I would never ever undervalue that side of things. Um, but yeah, I just feel for parents that they're doing the best they can, but that would be one of the biggest myths in children um, mm -hmm. and colds and flus would be the supplement industry. Um, but otherwise, yeah, like kids, yeah, it's really tricky right now with COVID because our kids are getting mm -hmm. like our, I want to say normal, but nothing's ever normal, like our typical yeah. respiratory viruses. Mm -hmm. Um, but we just don't know if it's COVID or mm -hmm. if it's a, you know, typical respiratory virus. And this is where I always come back to say to parents, don't worry about diagnosing your child just learn how to recognize symptoms of sickness mm -hmm. in kids. So just bring it back to basics when their symptoms are concerning to seek help. The only caveat there would be is if your child has got symptoms like respiratory symptoms, then you are going to have to get tested for COVID a lot earlier yes. than we mm. normally would. Yeah. But yeah, if you yeah. just bring it back to basics, that's the, the best thing. That's a good tip though, because if you're actually going, okay, what are the symptoms? And I, even if I write them down, because that way, when I do speak to a doctor, I'm going to have them all written down and I know what, what they've been going through. Because even if they're not presenting with those symptoms, when you go and see the health professional, which always happens, um, at least you've written them all down. Yeah, I'm such an advocate for a symptom log a symptom diary mm. tracker whatever you want to call it because you get to that gp appointment and you forget like everything just disappears mm. and you're like mm. i don't know and you get home and you're like oh i forgot to tell them that they had this or this and yeah yes. write it all down and just hand it over and be like there you go because <laughs> <laughs> i always get confused between a dry cough and a wet cough and that sounds really oh. silly but sometimes yeah but I it's, think not, always it's in... not and it's yeah 
Yeah, I think take a video. Um, mm. If ever you're not sure, videos are really, really, really useful because then there's no question about interpretation error or anything. You can just show your doctor. So take. I love videos of kids when they're sick because it's like, yep, this is it. That's yeah, exactly what okay. happened. And yeah, it's not really up to parents to have to worry about, oh my gosh, like, is it this type of rash? Is it that type of rash? Be like, just know when to seek that help and then that's why we go to experts because they are the experts in their field mm. um they've done all that work and they, they're there to help mm. yeah yeah so true and actually on your instagram you did a um a series of different posts you might even have more to come about respiratory uh oh yeah know, yeah breathing easy ain't so easy yes <laughs> i love that <laughs> yeah that's instagram is such a valuable way to share and save information. Mm -hmm. So I was so fortunate that I asked my community to share videos of their kids in respiratory distress. Mm -hmm. And we were able to save all of those videos on my page um, with an explanation of what that symptom was so that parents know what it is if they ever see it. Because yeah, you can talk about it, but unless you actually see that symptom, it's really hard to, to recognize what it is. So yeah, that's, that is really useful. Yeah. And I mean, this is the Mama Learn podcast and I love for mamas to learn more things. So yeah, um, I would highly recommend to my listeners to, to go and have a look at your page because you make learning really easy that watching videos, if, it's, if that's what works for you and the way that you learn, then that can be such a useful way to learn. But then Penny also puts in lots of um, words so if you prefer to read about things so it really offers different ways of learning about each topic yeah yeah I definitely learned that not everyone does learns the same way as me <laughs> mm, yes yeah. yeah yeah um and so on that note can you tell us a little bit more about your products and services that you provide yeah definitely so I I actually have only been in have been in business for not even 12 months yet. It's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. But I have been on a digital product creation rampage over these past 12 months. <laughs> I, <love laughs> I have just had a million ideas flowing through my head and creating these products have been a way for me to get all of those ideas down mm -hmm. in a really methodical way so that I can help parents learn how to learn Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. So what I've done, the very first one that I did was called, it's called the big one, which mm -hmm. is a really big guide all about teaching parents how to understand symptoms of sickness. So that's me saying, don't worry about the diagnosis. These are the main symptoms of sickness in children. And mm -hmm. this is what they look like. This is what you need to do, when to stay home, when to go seek help. So that one is like, that's your ABCs mm. of health in kids. That's like, that can be, that knowledge can be applied to any situation. Yes. So that one's always really um, my go-to. But then I've also done um, a collection of fact sheets, which are the diagnoses. And then they, again, there's suggestions of questions to ask your GP, how to care for your child at home with that illness. Um, when to go to emergency, all of that sort of thing. Mm. Um, so they're really, they're, they're quite wordy as well. Um, and my latest product that I've just brought out is called the Ultimate Immunity Collection. Mm. So that's perfect for winter. So that again is just a collection of resources all about 
your typical winter illnesses, so snotty noses and coughs and um, the immune system. I talk heaps about supplements and immune boosters in inverted commas in there. And um, it really does tell parents where to go to read more and Mm -hmm. how to interpret that information because quite often if there isn't high quality evidence for something, Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that you can't necessarily do that at home so Mm -hmm. I know so many parents find comfort in things like essential oils or different supplements in food and that I'm never going to tell a parent not to do something Mm -hmm. or to do something but it just gives you the tools to be able to make those decisions for yourself Mm. um yeah and then I obviously also offer my online education sessions So I have two different types of sessions that I do. One sort of like a really quick rapid fire, pick my brain, (laughs) Mm. like picture it like a, yeah, like a GP appointment, but I don't, I won't provide you any diagnoses for your child, but it's all those random unanswered questions that you have about fever and gastro and, or your your child's asthma action plan Mm. um, that you could just pin me down and rapid fire questions at me, or then I have obviously my more comprehensive education sessions that are much longer, but yeah, that's, it's been a busy 12 months. Yeah. (laughs) You have been amazing. And I've loved watching everything that you've been doing. I, um, and I like also because that actually points out that not all illnesses or problems that your child might have are going to be imminent scary terrifying but they might be you know a bit of a slow burn they might be something that happens regularly for your child like bronchiolitis if you've got a baby and they might get it a couple of times and um and just having a a resource that's going to give you more information so that each time it recurs you you have that information at your fingertips yeah so valuable yeah and I think as well a lot of the times in my um education sessions I'm Particularly after working in emergency, I am such um, an advocate for referring people on to experts outside of my scope of practice. Mm -hmm. So because I can't answer everything, there's no one on the planet that would be able to answer Mm -hmm. everything. So Mm -hmm. I 100% will tell parents that, look, I really think that you need to chat to a paediatric dietitian here, or Mm -hmm. "Mm, that's sounding like something that your speech pathologist could help you with, or physio, Mm -hmm. like there's just, there's so many amazing experts out there that I will then be able to then tell these parents, look, get a referral for this or speak to this, like not individual people, but just saying, look, I think your child would really benefit from you know, this allied health professional, which parents sometimes don't even know that that's an option. Yes, yes, that's so common, actually. I find that in speech pathology as well, that um, that they come because on the surface it looks like they need a speech pathologist, but they actually might have needed an audiologist or an OT or something prior yes. to coming to see me or an ENT for, you know, mm. other issues. So, um, yeah, oh, I really love that you said that. Um, and how did you find that your own personal experiences of, as a mum has influenced what you put into your fact sheets and your um, Oh, my gosh. Sheets? So much. Um, <laughs> I think I – well, actually, I bounce my ideas off friends and family a lot too because mm. I do forget that 
the knowledge that I have and the experiences I have isn't necessarily like the standard. Mm -hmm. So there's so many things that I'm like, oh yeah, you just do this and this. And my husband will say, what? Say what now? Like, what is that? (laughs) I think, right. Okay. I really need to bring that back to basics, but Mm -hmm. I, I just have that empathy for parents because I, there's so many confusing things in parenthood. And there's so Mm -hmm. many times I just stand there and think, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, does anyone else know that I'm completely winging it here with these kids? Like, does anyone know that? So I think just really providing that education in a really easily easily understood and digestible way that's Mm. not judgmental at all because gosh parenting is hard enough as it is I think Mm -hmm. you don't want someone preaching at you on top of that Mm because you know no you don't have time for that so yeah Mm. I think it's just understanding that like there's so many different ways that you can do things and they're all right Mm -hmm. um but just equipping parents with the knowledge to be able to know how to research or how to do their own um critical analysis of reading something so yeah I'm really big on just trying to give parents those tools to be able to do it themselves and I think that comes back to the mum guilt as well that oh my kid's sick so I should have done some you know immune boosting or supplementation but it's not your fault that your child got sick Um, yeah and and really recognizing that because I'm sure your children get sick too a hundred percent you have (laughs) yes it is inevitable Mm, yes well Penny thank you so much for joining me I have loved our chat and I am so impressed with everything that you are bringing into the world and I can't wait to see all the information that you're going to be bringing us over the next year (laughs) is there more in the tank (laughs) oh my gosh there's so much more I need to harness it a little bit better though (laughs) (laughs) I love it oh thank you so much for coming on the show Thank you so much for inviting me. It's always so fun chatting with you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening today, Mama. I hope you learned something new. While you're here, make sure you subscribe and post a review or head over to Instagram at speech with Alex Tricolo and send me a DM and let me know what you thought. Until next time, I can't wait to learn with you again.